Hi, I'm K.S. Garner, and you're listening to the Solo Nerdbird Podcast. Today, I'll be speaking with the founder and creative director of the independent, creator-owned comics publisher, Comic Foods, Christian Ochoa. They're here to discuss their current Kickstarter, Journey to the Top of the Food Pyramid, Book One, Grain Chamber. Welcome, Chris. Hi, thanks so much, Kelly, for having me on. Well, thank you for joining us. But uh, outside of my introduction, who is Chris Ochoa and what are you about? Okay, so I'm an architectural drafter from New York City. Uh, I love basketball, I love food, manga, and I'm currently working on starting up a comic book publishing company called Comical Foods, where we tell stories about food. And right now we're launching our first Kickstarter project, uh, Journey to the Top of the Food Pyramid. Okay, what is Journey to the Top of the Food Pyramid, book one, Grain Chamber about? So it's a 32-page comic book story about uh, two siblings, and they fall into this food coma-induced dream world where they're trapped. And they pretty much have to work together to uh, overcome their fears and desires as they're you know, surrounded by these magical food creatures. So they're trying to find a way out. And yeah, and the story is about uh, you know, the meaning of family and friendship as these two kids are trying to figure their way out of this magical food world. Can you elaborate on your creative process for a journey to the top of the food chain? Uh, food, I'm sorry, journey to the top of the food pyramid. Uh, like from it being a thought in your head to now promoting it as a Kickstarter. Yeah, um, when I first, uh, the reason why I first started the project, this project specifically, was because my first project that I was working on was, it was a different story. And um, I, I made a lot of mistakes. I was still learn, learning as I, as, I, as I was creating it. So I decided to tackle a smaller project. So when I, when I started this project, I, I put parameters for myself. I put a goal, I put a deadline and, um, I, the idea of the food pyramid came when I was trying to think of, of a smaller setting. So my previous project, I was working with a, a universe and I was just world building for too long. Uh, and so for this project, I decided, hey, I'm gonna create a smaller setting, something that's contained. And uh, the idea of the food pyramid came up when I was playing around with shapes. So as, a, as an architecture draft, I was trying to design the setting. So I was like, maybe we could do some type of building or a food a candy house. And then uh, the food pyramid came up and I just stuck with that. And I made it, you know, have it five levels and we're gonna try to do a five book series based on each level, uh, one level for each book. And, 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 th and that's how the idea came. And then I started, I also looked, I did a lot of research beforehand. I was looking at uh, other stories like Spirit Away, Alice in Wonderland, where you have, you know, you're in this dream world and, you know, fantasy adventure. And that, that, those were very, uh, those are big inspirations for me. And, and also the title. I work a lot on titles in, in the very beginning. I work with titles and log lines. So looking at other titles, I, I fell in love with the title uh, Journey to the Center of the Earth. Oh. And, and then I took that and I mixed it with my food pyramid idea. And I'm like, hey, we can do this fantasy adventure story about you know journey to the top of the food pyramid. And that, that was also uh, something early on in the beginning how I came up with the title. And from there on, it was just a long process of finding art artists, finding collaborators, and, and then, you know, working, working on the book. And we're almost done with it. We, we finished all the line work. We finished, uh, we're right now, we're halfway through coloring, and then mm -hmm. we're done. We should be done with that. You, you mentioned how you, I guess, focused a, a little too much on the world building, the world building initially, especially being an architect. Um, you focus more on the, like, buildings and the setting. How was it with creating, like, the creatures? Because I saw on the website, some of the creatures, like, that are, 
I guess the food puns from from the creatures. So how was it that? Was that easier? Was that more difficult? How 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 was that? Yeah. So I'm I love creatures. I I love animals. So uh, creating creatures was the fun part. It was very uh, it was the easy part for me. I, I have trouble creating characters. Uh, mm-hmm. But for creature design, I love creature design, and I worked with the concept artists. We have uh, most of our artists that are working on the on the book. They they have a specific job, you know, like line work or coloring. But they all had their hands on uh, in the concept art phase. So that's pre production phase. We were all doing concept art together. Um, I was just coming up with like the really rough basic idea. I would sketch something out, and then they would come up with like a uh, clear, clear, uh, better, better artwork and. Uh, different uh, ideas based off my original idea and then we just worked back and forth and creating creatures was fun it was just you know coming up with ideas for pasta bugs and and you know branded dragons i was i was focused on the food grain so like the grain level so uh-huh. just looking at you know doing the research like you know what type of grains are there and then looking at the image of you know rice and figuring out okay what what, what creature can we make based off this shape and then, you know when, we're, when i was looking at pasta shapes i was like these look like bugs. They can look like bugs. So we'll go with pasta bugs. When I was looking at bread, um, I saw some pictures of people like molding it, molding bread into different shapes. And some people uh-huh. were molding it into like dragons. I was like, hey, I'll do some breaded dragons. So like I, I'm a bit, I'm big into research. So in the early phases, it was a lot of research gathering uh, references and then using that as inspiration to create the creature designs. And of course the concept art, the concept art team was amazing. They came up with some really cool designs which we're sharing on our uh, recipe part of the book. Yeah, I didn't even, <laughs> I didn't even make that connection. Like it's the grain chambers, the bottom of the, of, the, of the pyramid and pasta and bread are grains. I didn't even make that connection. I just thought they were really <laughs> cool, really cool creatures. All like pasta bugs and the bread dragon. You. Oh, that's pretty cool. I didn't even make that, that connection. <laughs> uh, why did you start a publishing company that's focused on food? What is the significance of the topic of food that you wanted to convey. Okay, so why did I start? I'll tackle the first question. Uh-huh. I'll try to remember the second one. <laughs> uh, why did I start? I started um, my own publishing company because I wanted to tell my stories in the way that uh, I envisioned them. Um, and I also wanted to you know, give a chance to creators out there, newcomers, uh, to be able to work on the stories that, that, I, that I want to tell. Um, I'm, a, I'm a Latinx creator. And I didn't see a lot of uh, stories out there with, uh, you know, Latinx characters or, you know, Spanish characters. And so I was like, yeah, hey, I'm just going to make my own story. And I'm lucky enough to be in the position that I, that I have, uh, that I can afford to pay for art. Um, I still had to, you know, work, work and save up for it because I don't have that much money to pay artists. But mm-hmm. I, I made sure that all my art team is paid up front. And, um, and, and yeah, and, and the other reason was because I was looking for a hobby. Um, I'm, an, I'm an athlete. I love basketball. I love playing basketball. But as I'm getting older, I can't play it all the time. Mm-hmm. And I get injured a lot. And so I was looking for a different hobby that, that, that's creative because I, I, I'm a creative person. I love cooking. I love food. I love eating. I love going out with family. I love cooking for my family. So um, I wanted to do something about food. And in the beginning, Comical Foods was a food blog. I was trying to make it a food blog. Uh, I was trying to make it a YouTube channel, like a funny YouTube channel that, mm-hmm. that you know, showed my cooking. And I, I wasn't good at it. And I didn't enjoy it as, th- as much as I thought I would. And so I, I, I stayed, I, I strayed away from that. And I started looking at like stuff that I that enjoy. And I love manga. I love anime. 
And so I was like, how about I create my own stories? And I still, and still incorporate the food in it. Cause I already made Comco foods. I paid for the domain name at that time. So I already had a domain name, you know, under, under, under my name. And uh, so, yeah, I took Comco foods. And I made it into a comic book publisher and I mean, I'm making it, I'm trying to make it. So uh-huh. right now we're just starting up. It's in the startup phase. So yeah. And that's pretty much how, why I began. I was, I wanted a hobby and I wanted a chance to tell stories that featured, uh, you know, Spanish, Spanish characters, Latin characters. And yeah. So the second part is, uh, what was the, what's the significance of the topic of food that you were trying to convey? So like what, like, I mean, you, you said that you started, it started out as a, as a food blog at first and then it mm-hmm. transitioned over into illustration, into comics. Yeah. But I guess like, why, why food? Why? Why, why? I think the, the main thing is because I love food. That's a, that's a personal choice. Uh, I love food. And I also uh, realized that a lot of comic book publishers, they, uh, they focus on, on like a various amount of stories. You know, you're talking about science fantasy, romance, horror, uh, and all that. And, and I wanted a niche. I wanted a niche into something so I can different, differentiate myself from everyone else. Because, you know, when you're starting out, it's very hard when you have like a lot of other indie creators and you have your big publishing teams out there. So because I love food, I realized I, I could use that as a niche to to like differentiate myself from others. So that I use I went into that and I'm, I, I want to be known as the, you know, the publisher that tells amazing food stories. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and yeah, but I think number one thing is because I love food. I just I love everything about food. I have a ton of recipe books. I love cooking. I love eating. Uh-huh. And I, it's just my love for food is the main thing. And then, and then I also want to like, you know, tell stories that are, you know, inspirational and maybe educational, depending on what type of stories I'm going to tell uh, for younger readers out there or older readers, depending mm-hmm. on the story. So, yeah. Well, have you ever thought about, or maybe you have, and I don't want to ruin it, but yeah. have you ever thought about just using the food pyramid uh series as a way of discussing maybe food insecurity in a way possibly because that's what I thought like oh but that'd be great I don't know if they're doing it right now and maybe down the line but I think can trying to uh explain or educate and convey food insecurity especially in like the minority uh population would be great in in this type of format that way it'd be easier to kind of no pun intended but to digest for readers yes Um, I didn't, I, there were so many ideas that I was trying to squeeze in and when I was first writing this. Mm -hmm. And um, I think, I think for the first book, we didn't go too much into that, but we have, we have stuff planned out for the whole series that might dive deeper into that topic. Um, But yeah, there there, there were, there were, there were some plans for that. But for this first book specifically, it's more about like the relationship between the, the siblings just inter- uh, like pretty much just introducing everything yeah right introducing now. the main problem who what's what's happening and you know mm-hmm. ending with that cliffhanger for the next level but yeah i definitely want to touch upon that subject okay so how has your experience been working with your collaborators how did you find them and know that they were the right people to work with okay so it was it was different oh, okay so uh, there was a, we have a huge team uh, <laughs> usually you have like maybe three four people on the team uh-huh. we have seven as of now we just added our letter so okay. i think wow yeah we have seven on the team um so in the beginning i it was me the writer and then i was working with my wife uh, angelina roman ochoa 
And then I reached out to uh, another writer called Curtis Clow because I, I, I was uh, I was a fan of his podcast mm-hmm. and, and I wanted to co-write because I didn't have I didn't have the experience of writing. I, the last thing I wrote was back in high school. So I, I realized I wanted to make a good product. I want I needed help. So I, I, co, I co-wrote with Curtis and Angelina was also helping with editing and she's also does a lot of the graphic design. Um, so it was a team of three. And then we worked together, we, we created a small pitch and then it was just a matter of looking for art an art team. Um, and I was, I was concerned about the concept phase. So I didn't, I didn't look at comic book artists in the beginning. I was looking at concept artists. So I reached out to uh, concept artist, uh, Michael Aromando and Sarah Gavagan. And I found Michael, I think it was through Instagram and he also worked on another, another project of mine. Um, so Michael, I already knew him, so I hired him. And then Sarah, I found her on Twitter. Uh, she was doing a uh, art, portfolio, art portfolio tweet where they, they tweet about their portfolios and they show their art. So I, I saw that and I just reached out to her right away. She she uh, she so she showed some food pictures, images that she drew. So I love her coloring style. Um, and then and then uh, Raphael, our line work artist, he was recommended to me by Curtis. So I reached out to him and he joined the team after he saw the pitch. And then uh, also Tobin was recommended to me by uh, Curtis as well. So th- there was a few recommendations that, uh, like in the real world, you get recommended and you reach out to them and you, can, you hire them. So yeah, yeah, it's probably better, I guess, not, not to cut you off, but it's probably better that you had recommendations rather than just going out and looking for the people and hoping for the best, whereas you had someone you already knew yeah. that knew these other people and knew that they would work that they'd be perfect for this project so yeah it's, it's yeah. great that you have a lot of recommendations yeah we yeah we had two recommendations and then i think when when you're start when you're starting off with a new artist or a new collaborator you start off with small small tasks so as so for concept art um you know i gave them a few concept art stuff and we i we the way it worked was the hourly rate so i will pay them an hourly rate and and then you know they would give the art and it would be awesome and then we just keep working that way all on the contract we we did everything on the contract so yeah and everything is pretty much just worked out ever since it's the same people right it's the same people since you first started yep it's the same people since we first started oh that's cool uh what advice would you offer to other artists you wish someone told you when you first started okay so um oh yeah have a goal a schedule and a deadline, those will help you out. And 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 try not to change the goal too much. You can change the plan, but keep your like keep your goal, like focus on the goal and have a schedule and a deadline so that you can work your way towards it. Because for my first project, I didn't I didn't have any of that. I was just writing. I was hiring artists to like do layouts and concept art, but I never finished it. And um, and it was because of it I didn't have any of those uh, three things. I would I would. I would just write it because it was fun. It was it was it was it was a project. I was more of a passion project. So and and I realized like after three years of working on it, um, I didn't really have a story. I just had a bunch of rough outlines, a lot of concept art, and a lot of world building. And and then I learned from that project, and I I did the, I'm working on this project now with you know a goal, a deadline, and a schedule, and it helped out a lot. So how do you I guess how do you view your I guess career and i guess in my eyes it's like you're you're juggling two different jobs you work as a 3d drafter 
mm-hmm. and you are you own a comics publishing company as well as working on um working on projects as well so how does like how does that work out for you and what if I guess maybe advice that you can give to other people who are like hey you may be like you might work in construction and you also do this creative thing it's not it's not even like a hobby anymore it's more like a, another full-time job so how yes. do you juggle that how does that work okay so uh definitely fo- <laughs> definitely do my best uh, the full-time job is the most important because that's paying huh. the bills so that you definitely want to make sure you ha- you're sleeping well and you're, you're you're doing all your work in your full-time job and then uh you i i make i make time for my family and and then, and then I work on the other job of publishing, but in the beginning, it was more like I would work on it like maybe twice, twice a week. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't work on it every day because I just didn't have time. I'll, I'll be too tired. Um, so you definitely have to have patience because in the beginning, maybe in the beginning, you, you might want to like, you know, work every single day on it. I think I did that. I, I was thinking about it every single day, mm-hmm. but then it just started burning me out. Um, and so you got, you got to have patience. You got to be flexible with your uh with your team if you if you do hire a team and you you got to save because i mean as a publisher you're 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 paying people you got i mean you have to pay people to create so you have to you have to save up um and yeah and 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 try and i think setting a schedule is important even if it's just a loose schedule even if it's like you know you're working like one or two days a week during these hours or, or you're working like 30 minutes a day or 10 minutes a day um you, a schedule will help and and yeah and then and then if you're exhausted just don't work just relax because i i've been exhausted a lot of times especially this month around holiday season the construction gets insanely busy so uh-huh yeah. well my last question for you chris is what is your idea of success i ask this because Ooh. as creators <laughs> as creators if we're not getting regular paychecks like from, from a full-time job yeah. or making consistent revenue from our art we're considered failures Mm-hmm. Many of us will put our dreams and projects on a back burner or give them up altogether because this career can be highly intimidating and competitive. So what is your yes. idea of quote unquote success? Okay. I think as of now, my idea of success is finishing this book so that I can have the actual physical book in my hand and mm-hmm. be able to just show it to people, even if I lose money on it. And I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be losing money on it because I, I spent a lot of money on I'm just creating the book up to this point. So my, my, my version of success is just have the book printed in my hand so that I can actually share it to people. Because the thing about books is that once you make them, you can, you can sell them. Like you can keep selling them. You just gotta, you just gotta print them though. But mm-hmm. once you print them, you can just, even if no one's buying it, even when someone's just buying like one, one book a month, you can still have it, you know, you, you have the ability to sell it. And then hopefully if you have a good product and people like it, they'll get known over time and then you, you can you can start you can start selling more but my idea of success right now is just finishing this book and having it in my hands so i can show it to you know my friends my family and anyone else who's interested in, in these type of stories okay uh well is there anything else you want to talk about for journey to the top of the food pyramid or or maybe um about comical foods the publishing company oh yeah um i can talk about uh journey to the top of food pyramid a little bit so it's mm-hmm. So we, we, one thing that was important for me was to, uh, uh, I love, I love process work. I love learning from other people. So mm-hmm. I wanted to give back to the community by, uh, you know, people always share their stuff online or, you know, they, they put, 
back stuff in the back matter of the pages. So I wanted to do that, but I wanted to do it in a recipe type of format. So the book itself uh, is not just a story. It's a, you know, you have your 32 page story, your comic, and then you have your 30 plus page recipe, which shows like our, our steps, you know, step-by-step step how we made the book, starting from, you know, conception of the idea, how we found the team, how we did the concept art. Um, and there's a lot of concept art. We were, we were heavy. We did a lot of work in the pre-production stage before we even like wrote or uh, outlined or anything. There's a lot of concept art involved with this project. So we have a lot of visual stuff that people who love looking at that type of stuff can, can see. And, mm -hmm. and then we go all the way from, you know, outlining scripts. We're going to be showing all that in the, in the recipes, in the recipe part of the book. And, and we ended with book design. Um, I never knew how hard book design was going to be because I, I have to design the actual book. I have to design the, the credits. I have to design how the recipe pages are going to look like. It's not just, you know, pasting pictures on a paper. I have to like, I, I want it, I want it to look good. I, I'm, I love graphic design and my wife is a graphic designer. So we're both working on it together to, to make sure this book comes out as nice as, as nice as possible. And yeah, so it's all that, all that is shown, you know, step-by-step -step process in the recipe section of this book. So when, when kids or, you know, their parents buy the book, they can read it, they can read a fun story and then they can learn how the story was made. So that way they can see exactly like if, if they grow up and they want to make a comic book, they have something to look at as, as a reference. So they're going to all be together. Is this like, mm -hmm. um, Let's see. I'm I'm looking at the um, Kickstarter right now. So you have the the appetizer, uh, which is the digital PDF, thirty two pages. Okay, yeah. I was thinking maybe so they're going to be all together, and then I was thinking maybe it'd be separate, and then a reward they can have it together. That's what it kind of looks like on here. I guess if you pledge fifteen, you'll get them both together, both the thirty two page uh, PDF and the recipe. Yeah, that's for the digital. Yeah, and then entree is the book with both of them together, and the physical book, and then um, the digital copy, um, and then exclusive covers, and then a coloring book package, and then acknowledgments. So is that a part of the? Is that the credit page you're talking about with the acknowledgments, or is that something else? Oh, the credit page is yeah. Uh, that, that's also I guess you would call it credit page. Credit page is the page where I would show. Uh, the creators' names and exactly okay. what they worked on. Um, so yeah, because they, they didn't work on just like one thing. Like Sarah, for example, she did concept art, she did uh, colors, and she's also helping out with with some graphic design elements. Um, so 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 what uh, one person is doing more than one thing on this project? Uh huh. Okay. Uh, yeah, I was looking at all of them. Okay, that's these are pretty cool. These are pretty cool rewards here. Um. Thank you. Yeah, but the page itself is all really is all really nice, especially with um, the uh, trailer too. That's what it. I always tell people to uh, if they if they can afford it to try to get a trailer on there because that's what attracts people to um, your your page and to keep them on the page as well. Yeah, the trailer. Thank you. Yeah, okay. the trailer I, I made in Camtasia. I was working on that, um, and I think I'm gonna make another one soon. Like the, I, I want to make it smaller because I know. My, my attention span sometimes it's i just want to see some like you know 50 seconds 10 seconds or 30 seconds at most a uh, one minute trailer when i think about it, it's long so i'm gonna i'll make another mini one a smaller one 
Uh, all right. Well, again, I want to thank the founder and creative director of the independent creator-owned comics publisher, Comical Foods, Christian Ochoa. I highly recommend our listeners to check out their Kickstarter, give it a look, share, and or back if they can. All of Chris's socials will, and website will be listed in this episode's details. Again, I'm K.S. Garner, and you've been listening to the Solo Nerdbird Podcast. Thank you. Thank you, Kayla.